When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. College football is returning to Dublin this summer. Yet the Aviva Stadium will host the 2024 Air Lingus College Football Classic. Georgia Tech, Florida State, August 24th. You've got to be there. Game tickets available in March 2024. But, and here's the kicker, in the meantime, you can register your interest at collegefootballisland.com. Go to collegefootballisland.com, get exclusive updates, team news, access to the pre-sale. So make sure you don't miss out. And you don't want to miss out because Propo's going to be there. And if that wasn't enough, Ben's going to be there as well. What a game it's going to be. collegefootballisland.com. Get involved. Fellas, 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 good to see you both. Got a bit of swag about us today because all three of our Drew Locks landed proper. Yeah, I'm on the uh, I'm on a uh, I'm on the charge now. It has to be said, I've won two in a row, which is which is a charge for me so far this season, considering how bad it's been. Uh, showing off as well, taking the 49ers, I even boosted up to minus nine and a half from the two and a half that I got it at for the Drew Lock. So I really am showing off. But there is the person also on this podcast. Beneath me on this call is the biggest show off of all time. I believe he's six and one with the Drew Locks right now. Oh, God. And six is the key number at this moment in time because he managed to cover a five and a half laid spread by only scoring six points in the whole game with the LA Chargers. How do you feel right now, Ben Isaacs? Well, a lot better than I did during that game where I was yeah. incredibly nervous. They should have never covered time. that spread. They should have never <laughs> Just, covered that is spread. That the, is that the jammiest pick in the history <laughs> yeah. of sports gambling? I, I mean, I felt, I felt confident on it and it ended up being really lucky, but I felt confident on it. And I know that you two were trying to warn me off it, but it felt, it felt right to me. Yeah. But my word, like I, I, I said, said to my, said to my wife at the time, like, you, you get to a point when you're covering sports where you are not rooting for your team, you are rooting for your picks. Mm. And when you're rooting for your picks, it feels, it just feels weird. Can I clarify like, a couple of things? When you say, said, said to your wife at the time, you mean at the time you said that to your wife or I do like to sometimes annoy my wife by introducing it to people as my current wife. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just just like just like with this show, you've just gotta you 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 gotta keep people on edge a little bit, you know? Mm. If you, you can't be taken for granted. So that's that's what I like to do at home. Well, I'm glad that we all landed. ChatGPT needs to pull its socks up, quite frankly, because that is back to back weeks now that ChatGPT has not landed its Drew Lock. Yeah, although I think that's a little bit harsh because I thought that Titans had, should have covered that spread. It was the right side. 
But geez, that is one of the biggest meltdowns by a special teams coordinator I think I've ever seen on an NFL field. Like to go back to back block punts. And it wasn't even yeah. like it was like close or it was a great play by the Colts. It was just a complete and utter oversight. Yeah. Oversight. Yeah. It was absolute insanity. So bad that they ended up injuring the punter and then obviously yeah. missing that field goal at that critical moment as well. And he obviously got fired straight after the game. So I, I have a bit of sympathy for chat GPT on this. I yeah, ChatGPT has been the results have been mixed. Maybe it does need to pull its digital socks up. Yeah. But I think I think we're burying the lead here, guys, which is how I was put on the spot to pick five college games against the spread. And I went four and one on those mm. last week. It it may be the greatest week of against we the spread picks in UK podcast history. I oh, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Well, you did really well, Benny, to be fair. And um, and we certainly all benefited from that. If you got on uh, Ben's action as well, you will have done too. Fitstairs is, of course, our partner if you're going to have some action. We love the crew at Fitstairs. They're, they're proud sponsors. Are they proud to be sponsoring us? Or are we proud, to, that they, <laughs> proud that they sponsor us? I'm not sure which way around it is. But one of, one of the things we love about them, the only bookmaker that will double your payout if your winning first touchdown bet goes on to score again in the game. Well, how'd you like them apples? That's only for the regular season. Let's ask Fitzstairs what happens in the playoffs. Are they going to triple it? <laughs> we should mm. we should suggest that to Fitzstairs. Uh, maximum extra payout uh, is five hundred pounds. Terms apply. Twenty one plus. Be gone dog. You know the drill by now. Just going back to that Titan story for a minute, super quick, and then we'll get down to business. The special teams coach X, like Benny, yeah. like Benny's business. <laughs> the X, um, Craig Alkerman. Good name. Craig's. I mean, talk about. Bad day at the office, right? I mean, mm. go, look at your Craig's CV here. He's been a coach for 20 plus years, starting in college, moved into the NFL in 2010 with the Broncos. He was at the Jags. He's been at the Titans twice, and he's been with Vrabel the whole right. Yeah. Special teams coordinator since 2018. Mm-hmm. Goes off the back of that one meltdown game. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a hard knock life. Harsh. It was a complete and utter meltdown, though. Do you know what I mean, Nat? And it's like, I feel like in the NFL, sometimes they're not... Like, we always say they're too trigger-happy in the Premier League and in in our football. But I think the NFL sometimes, like, you can't... Especially in such a critical game for them going up against a divisional rival, like, that kind of was their season on the line. There's a lot of threats oh, around Vrabel's job. Anyway, weren't they were I guess Vrabel, Yeah, they guess were. So, but... there's, yeah, there's threats against Vrabel. Like, that is... The NFL... I quite like that in the NFL, where it's like... Ruthless. It's just ruthless. And if you make mistakes and you aren't... Um, up to the challenge and you you mess up on the bigger stage, then like, that will cost your job. Like, I, I genuinely think that that should be applied a little bit more to the English soccer game. I mean, I have the pain of producing a morning sports radio show which speaks about VAR and refereeing every single day, not because we want to, but because we simply have to because of how horrendous the officiating is. And I think they should just start sacking refs left, right and centre. I'm sorry. Well, is that what you do? I mean, how do we fix... Let's go off on this tangent for a couple of minutes. Because, oh, you're <laughs> right. You are in a really good spot. You are. And he's being very self-deprecating. Propo, as many of you know, produces the TalkSport breakfast show, the biggest show in sports radio, right? What would you... What would you do? It's been a really dysfunctional year for VAR. And as long-standing... American sports fans, I think all three of us were uh, staunch supporters of the mm-hmm. introduction of VAR when it came in. And we were in the minority, vocal minority then, for sure. I remember, God, I remember being on Talk Sport uh, on a number of occasions, having arguments with uh, football-based sports broadcasters on that very basis, right? But clearly, it's quite hard to defend this season. So how do you fix it? What What do you do? Well, 
I think you have to get rid of it for now. Get I think rid you have of to get it rid of it. So I think you have to get rid of it for now. No, I think what you do is you keep the goal line tech, and I think you reintroduce the automated offsides they use in the Champions League. So I think you yep. introduce those, so you don't spend four minutes deciding whether someone's armpits offside like they seem to do in every single game. <laughs> I think you then get rid of everything else because at the moment they're just re-refereeing the game, and they're clearly it's not VAR is not the issue; it's the people implementing it. So what you need to do is you need to retrain and specialize certain people into being able to implement VAR properly, be able to handle it well. Because every time we hear this audio on that ridiculous show with Howard Webb and Michael Owen, all you hear, it just sounds like three teenagers who are like mates sitting playing (laughs) FIFA, just trying to like make a decision as quickly as possible. They're all calling each other by nicknames. It's like the least professional environment I've ever seen or heard of. Yeah, yeah, it literally does sound like this podcast. Do you know what the answer is, I feel? I think if we hand the reins of VAR to ChatGPT, I think we'd see an altogether different outcome. Yeah, I'm a Stoke fan. We've had seven apologies for penalties that we should have had this season in the championship, and I still wouldn't have VAR. I still wouldn't have it. Mm. Refereeing, they need to completely reshape, and it's from a grassroots level. It's a systemic level. Refereeing, just considering that it is what the Premier League is, has just been with that TV deal that's just happened, the richest domestic league in the world. I think arguably they the refereeing is nowhere near that level and it needs to be completely changed from a systemic point and they need to just well, start on that, all over that's again. A, that's a great point because if you, if you both in terms of training, development and career prospects, if you make, and there's so much money in the game, just pay a crazy salary yeah. the yeah. top refs. It would attract so many people to it. And, and I think in the same way, a lot of, really talented young players who don't quite make the cut for whatever reason, then look at coaching. I, I genuinely think it would attract a lot, um, a lot more talent that understands and knows the game and has played the game into, into those roles. And you, I, is Benny as well. Of course, we both coach at youth grassroots level, kids grassroots level. And it's so impressive to see like a young 16, 17 year old reffing a game at that level, mm. but they amount and, I think the leagues we play in are reasonably vanilla compared to other leagues around the country. The amount of crap they get, it's just... No, it's horrendous. It is horrendous. Why on earth? And, you know, there's just no incentivization at all. Benny, quickly, what's your take on it all? Yeah, the thing is, all it's it's done is, instead of kind of the technology helping, it's just amplified the human errors. Mm -hmm. And it's, there there are too many cooks in the kitchen. There are, there are people making, like, referees used to make bad decisions under pressure on on the field now they're making bad decisions under pressure mm. in, in the var booth until you can until you can improve the level of judgment you're still going to get those things in nfl officiating i think the standard has generally been higher and they have been they've been working in a certain way Don't that, carlson well yeah i mean i, I get it and i get <laughs> yeah. i get any issues that people have with with the officials but i'm a lot more confident mm. about nfl officials and replay challenges, et cetera, being correct in the NFL than I am in the Premier League. We've we could have all had moments in our in our careers where it's like, oh God, I really messed that up. But it isn't necessarily scrutinized. It isn't in front of millions and millions of people. No. I I don't I don't know. Uh, but also I fear that if the idea is if I get something wrong, I'm done, my career is over. I'm not sure living in fear makes people make better decisions. I disagree. I think there should be the straight after a game, if it isn't like that happens, there should During be the like game. a live. I think, I think Alan live, Sugar should come on. I think there should, exactly. There should be some <laughs> kind of panel mechanic. You vote, you vote on or off the public vote <laughs> and you decide if they stay or not. And if they, if they, um, if they are going to get the flick, 
I think it should be a little bit like that scene in Jabba the Hutt's Palace in Return of the Jedi, where they just get dropped <laughs> dropped through the floor. Ollie, have you seen Return of the Jedi? No, of course not. I just laugh <laughs> a lot there just for the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every Premier League stadium should have that technology for there to be yeah. trap doors. Trap like, doors they've got the, the money. Yeah, just Jabba the Hutt-style trap doors in every Premier League pitch. The ref goes I'm on I'm not sure it, if anything sums up the Premier um, League more than the idea of Jabba the Hutt. We're about to go really off off topic here for a second, yeah. but just to just to, just to go to the Gen X Gen Z, I watched last Saturday. I watched a really really old film, uh, Vertigo by Alfred Hitchcock. Obviously, like a classic, legendary one. They're all a bit dated, the Hitchcocks, aren't they? Let's be honest, a little bit with the uh, the uh, representation of a, a male and female relationship. Let's be uh, let's be right. Mean, yes, <laughs> of the time, and Hitchcock was a bit like that. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute, is Oz admitting to watching a film that was made before the year 2017? It's like the 50s, isn't it? It's like 19... Yeah. Vertigo's like 1958, yeah. isn't it? Have you seen North seen... by Northwest? Exactly, that's what I was going to ask. Oh, that's the best man. one. Oh, all right, you're going to watch that this Christmas. I'm not going to take no for an answer. Is there also just blatant sexism in that as well? Uh, a little bit, in the kind of old-school James Bond vibe. But okay, yeah, yeah, but fine. it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It? Oh, I love it. It's a, gr- it's get, a good yeah. Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie, but it's a good one to watch Christmas because it's got a kind of snowy vibe. You know what I'm going to say, buddy, without giving too much away. Yeah, I don't think there's any snow whatsoever, but I think there is. it's just... Isn't, isn't, there there like a, isn't there like... I've got a feeling they're in some kind of like... A, lot that towards the end like in a log cabiny yeah i just i don't know but i mean either way i think it's one of those things the idea of like with your family the sofa food in front of you watching that film a classic a cast iron classic that is a brilliant thing to watch at christmas i 100 percent agree with that i'm just not i don't remember snow but i mean so here we go either way okay i'm gonna be proved wrong well yeah there's kind of you could it, it, it well it always reminded me of looking up the the house right of the of the big villain it always reminds me of a kind of colorado style if cliff kingsbury lived in the 60s or late 50s and had a house in colorado that's what it reminds me of i can imagine cliff kingsbury getting embroiled Mm. in the whole north by northwest thing he's there in an he's there having a meeting Mm. with with a prospective employer and then something happens and i obviously i won't spoil the film but yeah there we go Oh, Cliff Kingsbury, that, yeah, let's make a that's a cliffhanger, buddy. Reboot. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Hey, listen, let's get down to business. Well, let's go straight into Chiefs Bills, one of the games of the season. Maybe position a different kind of place to where we thought it would be, right? At the start of the season when the when the schedule was released. Because the Bills, uh, we talked about this with uh, with George on the Wednesday show. George on Sports, brilliant debut on the show. Go check that out in the vault. He, I asked him, is this a must-win game for Buffalo? And he, despite the Pittsburgh loss last night in Thursday Night Football, which incidentally, Propo, you went on the over for that, <laughs> which yeah. uh, was uh, the under the king of Plumpton, the lowest total in the... Is it the lowest total ever in the history of the NFL? So, no, because so, do you know what it would have been the lowest total was when um, the Denver Broncos had that wide receiver. Oh, Kendall Hinton. Hinton. Yeah, Kendall yeah, Hinton yeah, yeah. playing quarterback. But I don't yeah. think it was the lowest, but it must have been. Oh, it's got to be close. Or something. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be close. 29 and a half was the, was the line, the open uh, or close, I should say. Propo was all over the over. I was over the Patriots plus five, so... That landed, but in relevance to the Chiefs Bucks, uh, Chiefs Bills, Steelers lose, maybe opens the door in that wildcard race a little bit more. But whichever way you spin that, this is win or bust for the Bills. And it's been given, I guess, extra edge with this extraordinary story that's broken in the last 24 hours around Sean McDermott, right? So uh, Sean McDermott gave a team talk, was it 2019? Yeah, training camp 2019, where 
he um, referenced the 9-11 hijackers and praised or at least remarked on the cohesion of their coordination to the team, which by all accounts, and this was um, this was reported on Thursday and is kind of broken. So the article was posted on the Substack page of uh, Tyler Dunn, NFL writer, a um, lot of unnamed sources, right? Let's quote some of this. So um, this is one of the, one of the quotes. Not only was, um, Sorry, this is one of the quotes in the in the when this was published in McDermott in, in in terms of how he answered. Not only was 9-11 a horrific event in our country's history, but a day that I lost a good family friend. As I mentioned to the team then, that I regretted and apologized for me not doing a good enough job of communicating my point. I'm gonna do the same with the team today. So he drops it in this meeting. Everybody presumably is sitting there thinking, what the fuck is going on? And then apparently an hour later he came back and apologized to everyone for for using that reference. So Let's start with the obvious question. At, at what point did he think this was going to be a good idea to use that as a reference to illustrate his point? Ben, I mean, try and yeah. unpick this nonsense. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a parody of yeah. if you're if you're writing a comedy of like, oh, here's a coach and he's looking for new and innovative ways to motivate his team and to make to make these references. Like he was there talking about like he'd he'd ask something like, you know, what sort of obstacles do you think do you think the terrorists faced? And clearly, the, the players were not prepared for this. Like, why why would you? And I get that coaches have always got to try different ways to get their players to think about situations and grab and to... attention, I guess, as well. It's a good point. So, yeah, communicating in um, you know in a in a way they haven't heard before, using analogies or comparisons, parallels they maybe haven't heard before, but but also to grab attention. I think that's quite an important point. You see it all the time when you're watching Hard Knocks and the equivalent, right? In meeting rooms, this is human nature. We see this in all the work that we do and everybody, all the gang at home, the work that you do, I'm sure. People switch off a lot of the time in meetings. When you've got a room of 60 elite athletes who maybe aren't necessarily that keen on sitting down and focusing too much on for all the talk of oh he's always in the film room they always obviously a lot of athletes like that, but a lot of them aren't a lot of them you know find that side of it quite hard to concentrate you got to try and grab their attention right so that's clearly what he was what he was trying to do i guess but wow probably. he's got our attention he's yeah. used the, used, our attention. use the firefighters at 9-11 there yeah, are so sure, many sure. Exa other examples of cohesion in extreme circumstances in the world to utilize rather than this one. And that's us completely ignoring the fact that the Buffalo Bills are the only team that play in New York. So if you really wanted to make it even more insensitive and even more of a representation of a complete and utter lack of self-awareness or slash any kind of awareness from Sean McDermott, then that is that. It's, it is honestly one of the most bonkers and horrendous stories I've seen uh, I just don't understand it. I, as we discussed already, I've seen a lot of stories in sports as both of you have, and I don't think I've ever read anything like this. And I can, I can, if let's say he'd done it about the, like the, the SEAL team that went in and like killed Osama bin Laden. Right. Yeah. And talked about the way that team was kind of put together and the, the tactics they had to have and all this sort of stuff. I'd, I, in a way I'd feel like it's a little bit insensitive. You know, those are people risking their lives and, you know, People died, et cetera, et cetera. I feel a little bit insensitive. And if I'm there thinking like that would be insensitive, then this 
when so many innocent people lost their lives. Like you say, the only one in the state of New York. It just seems wild. And I yeah, I mean, exactly. Think, I mean, this is Buffalo's head coach, and you don't know the room. Like you know, you know, you know the players, kind of some more than others, but you don't know a lot about their history. It just, it's just, it's bizarre. And look, everybody makes mistakes and look let's not overplay the side that like mcdermott clearly was contrite like within well as he said like within an hour of delivering he thought shit this okay i, I, I misjudged this and um we don't want to overblow it but it is a curious decision for somebody who is the head coach of an nfl team and responsible for leading all of his all of his personnel it's a the, the fact that he thought yeah even if he didn't run it by any of the any of his coaching staff or any of his, go- I'm I got it. I got this. I got this. I got to Just wait to see what I'd come up uh, with today. But like- also, some sometimes leaders in all organizations will can end up surrounded by people who don't want to challenge them on things, yeah, and it's yeah, always yeah. a bad situation. I and I don't know. I don't well, know like around he, here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know if he went to the assistants, spoke to the coordinators, and said, "This is what I'm going to do." And people thought, oh, this is a terrible idea. But they went, mm, OK, OK, yeah, sounds great. I don't know if that's the situation. But if if that was it, then that's then that's really bad. But the fact that he was contrite within an hour suggests that perhaps he caught another coach off guard or somebody said something afterwards and was like, do you know what? I think that was a bad idea. I think, and he then I think I've read this correct. I think one player in particular did said, like, obviously, <laughs> what was, was going on there. All right. Well. Let's bring this, because we've got a lot of ground to cover today. Let's bring this to the game, uh, the game this weekend. So the Chiefs, I think their struggles are being overhyped a little bit. Their one MVS drop from being tied for first in terms of record anyway in the in the AFC. I don't know if that would have put them back to number one C, but you get my point. On paper, when I first thought about this game, I thought, yeah, I, I like the Chiefs in this spot a lot because I think, that even though a few problems the last couple of weeks, we know their defense has been rolling for much of the season and they started to get their ground game going. The Bills are ranked 20th in defensive, uh, well, Rundy, I should say, not overall defensive DVOA, but Rundy. And we know why they that's been a problem for them this season. We talked about it a lot with the injuries in the middle. And Pacheco is running hard now. Like he is a baller, but, Banged up shoulder. He's missed two straight days of practice as well. So I thought, one of as far as awareness up, I like the Chiefs in this spot. I think they're going to be able to establish a ground game. And when the Chiefs can do that, usually they're in business. But I'm not so sure now. And I think this, for me, if I'm going to have any action on it, Pacheco's good to go. And he is one of the hardest men in the business, it seems, right? So I reckon he's going to be uh, aiming to roll how bad the shoulder is. But if if there's any doubt, I think the Pacheco is not ready to roll. I might just stay clear of it. If he's going, I'm on the Chiefs here. Yeah, I think you know I have to. There's only one thing I can do in this spot, and this is like one of my favorite trends, which is just backing Mahomes in these kinds of situations. Yeah. Like when he is a favorite of less than three, or he's an underdog. He's twenty-seven and one against the spread. 
Wow. And also off that people are like, I think a lot of people are the narratives that I see to be hearing and everyone's pushing at the minute is like, this is a must win game for the Buffalo Bills. Mm. The Buffalo Bills are so much better than their record suggests. Yeah, they are better than their record suggests. And, but I think Josh Allen's better than their record suggests. They've had some complete and utter meltdowns when it comes to coaching. They've had some complete and utter meltdowns when it comes to defense. And yes, the Chiefs lost to the Packers in one of the most watched games um, like that you have weekly, which is Monday Night Football, of course. So it means the whole of the public saw that. And yeah. I think everyone's now buying into, as you said, that this idea that the Chiefs definitely aren't the um, the same team that they have been in previous years. I mean, Mahomes has already had the same amount of drops this season that he had in the whole of the entire last season from his wide receivers. <laughs> wow, but that's the, a crazy number. Yeah, but the Patrick, but, but Patrick Mahomes, these are the exact spots that I'll always take Patrick Mahomes. When he's played five games where he's thrown an interception, and 225 passing yards or fewer in his last game. And off the back of that, the Chiefs are 5-0 and straight up and 5-0 and against the spread, covering the spread by 13.5 points per game. Like Mahomes, he doesn't play badly week on week. This, he doesn't go through bad runs. And especially in a game, Arrowhead going up against one of his rivals in Josh Allen, in the Buffalo Bills. We've seen some absolute classics between these two teams in years gone by. I don't expect it just to be one of those games where this is a get-right spot for the Bills. They have to win. So that means they're going to go and win because they've got Josh Allen, because they've got Stefan Diggs. From a matchup perspective, I like this for the Chiefs. You've already mentioned the run game that but also without Matt Milano Travis Kelsey is likely going to have a big game that's a little hint mm -hmm. at my prop bet but taking away Matt Milano he's the quarterback for the defense for the Buffalo Bills we know that and we know that their defense hasn't been the same since he's been out and as a result of that you're giving me Patrick Mahomes as less than a field goal favorite at home most of the time now I don't really care who the opposition are because it's just if Patrick Mahomes is the last one to have the ball I'm pretty sure they're going to win that game and if you're giving me one and one minus one and a half I'm pretty sure they're going to cover that spread Betty yeah it comes down to Patrick Mahomes now we you've already talked about the drops the, re the receivers in Kansas City have been a weak a weak spot and yet the Chiefs still winning games um I said the other week about like an elite an elite quarterback is someone who you can put on a bad team and they start winning games. The Chiefs are not a bad team. But if you took Mahomes off this team, then that's, this probably could become a bad team. For Defensively, sure. they've had they've had problems and they've been banged up. They they they've been so frustrating to watch because they're such a fun team in previous seasons. I started the week thinking the Bills were going to win this. I felt that coming off the bye they've been good off the bye under McDermott the Chiefs haven't been impressive the Bills really need to win but the Bills just aren't playing well and Mahomes is the best player in the NFL as far as I'm concerned what the, the spread is ridiculous I don't I mean I I find it I, I, I hate saying this I I disagree I, I disagree with pretty much nothing that Ollie has said usually oh, I'm mentally picking <laughs> holes in it and I'm I'm politely Mm. I'm politely being quiet, but he's basically, that's why I'm struggling so much right now because everything that wants to come out of my mouth is basically everything you've just heard from Ollie. Mahomes is the best player in the game. If that's the, if that's the spread, then I have to go chiefs. Mm. Okay. So are either of you taking this as your lock? No. no. Okay. I think we should make this chat GPT's pick. All right. So Benny, do okay. the honors on that. Cause okay. you're okay. closest chat GPT while Benny's working that out. Incidentally, we're going to be dropping our FFS team a little bit later on in the show. That is our show team. We enter into our daily fantasy listener league. You can win all kinds of prizes. Our friends at USA sports give away merch. Uh, there's a league to enter there. DraftKings cash prizes for free to enter leagues. Just pick a team salary cap. 
every week you enter a team into the league and off you go so go get involved with that the links in the show notes uh we're going to pick our show team i'm on i'm in the chair this week so uh i'll be getting that set in a bit proper why don't we while ben's working out chat gpt's uh drew lock why don't we go to your drew lock of the week uh yeah, I'm not necessarily completely convinced that I know which one I want right now, uh, just because there's a couple of different things I'm looking at. Oh, My do, you bet wanna, would have... do you want a minute? Do you want a minute to decide? Or Well, I'll be interested to see what your game is, but okay. there's a game that I want to talk about in depth, and I could take either of these two picks realistically okay. um, for so... this game. The Los, Los Angeles Rams against the Ravens. The Rams were your best bet last week, Nat, yeah. uh, covering against the Cleveland Browns. Do you like it to cover again? I like them to cover again going yeah. to Baltimore Ravens. Like, I think seven and a half points is simply too many. Yeah. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens are one of the best teams in the NFL, but the Los Angeles Rams, they're the exact kind of backdoor cover team that you dream of because yeah. of what their offense can do, because they've now got a run game with yeah. Williams and because of their wide receivers, Matthew Stafford, and their offensive line is playing well and it matches up quite well against the Baltimore Ravens' strong defensive line. We're actually seeing the Rams have a decent offensive line for the first time in years, which makes a massive impact. And when they're going up against the Baltimore Ravens side, that, yes, has been incredible clinical this season and of course Lamar's playing really well he's got the likes of Zay Flowers playing really well with OBJ they don't have Mark Andrews though I don't mm. see this Baltimore Ravens team being they will destroy a team that doesn't have anything going for them on offense but going up against a Rams team that can hang in games that Stafford can make plays their receivers can make plays I don't see it being a complete and utter blowout. And I just simply think this number's too too much, really. I think it's just mm. way too big. I don't think the Rams are getting enough respect in this situation. And I think the Ravens are being slightly overestimated off the back of obviously not playing last week. So I like the Rams at seven and a half. The only issue I have, Nat, with this, because the other pick in this I really like is the over, which is at 40 because of that situation. I think the Rams will be able to put up points and I think the Ravens will be able to put up points on this Rams defense. I think Lamar can have a field day. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? When the lights are shining on. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Wrong moment. Those sorry. are my prop bets now. Ah, sorry, man. Uh, weather. Weather. What's it saying? Definite rain showers and 22 mile an hour winds. Oh, that's but not too bad. That's not too win. It's not too bad. Scale. It's not too bad. And I still expect Stafford to throw the ball. I still expect mm. the Ravens to be able to get have success as well going forward, moving the ball. 40 is just really low for these 40 two teams. 40 is I low. I mean, I like It's really that. low, like yeah. That. So I think I'm still going to stick with it. Those two I'm tempted to go with. The weather's the only thing that's really affecting mm. me taking this as my Drew Lock because I really like the Rams and I really like the over. But both of those picks could be completely and utterly ruined if it's just pouring down and it's a yeah. thunderstorm because that just fits Ravens football, you know, where they can just run it down your throat and it could, could just get away from the Rams very quickly and Stafford could get injured. All of those different things can kind of come into play if there is cataclysmic weather. So, yeah, at this moment in time, not going to necessarily lock it in as my Drew Lock, but mm. I do like those two plays. So if you see the weather on Sunday, wait till we make those bets. If it's not, If it's looking all right, make these plays. Love that. Um, incidentally, on Sunday, I'm going to plug in for TalkSport uh, two's coverage. So we're on a little bit later than normal. Uh, 49ers Seahawks is our live game. So we're going to be doing that 49ers Hawks game live on TalkSport 2 from, I think, right now from about 8.30. So join us after the cricket for that. Uh, right. Benny, have you got a, uh, has, has um, uh, ChatGPT picked? So if for everyone listening to this, um, if you're walking the dog, you're out for a run, you're doing... You need to now sit down. Uh -oh. I, I'm not going to be held responsible for you collapsing as you walk along hearing chat GPT's prediction. The just this game. It says it's Bills, Chiefs. Yep. 
What, okay. What's ChatGPT saying? Right. <clears throat> okay. In a th- this, I mean, they've given me a lot of information here. In a thrilling showdown between these two gridiron giants, the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills are set to clash in an epic battle on the field. As the game kicks off, both teams bring their A game, showcasing the incredible passes, jaw-dropping runs, and mind-blowing touchdowns. It's like okay. AZ Central's back. We got yeah, literally. the paywall. <laughs> but, but, here's a twist. Mm. In a surprising turn of events, Mm-mm. as the clock winds down to the final moments of the game, a playful streak takes over the players. Suddenly, the quarterbacks decide to switch roles for a series of downs, what? leading to... Hel- ben, <laughs> leading have you to- been putting in... Pro- what have you been doing here? I don't think Chaggy uh, just came up with it. Um, I swear. That's amazing. Leading to hilarious chaos as Patrick Mahomes lines up as a wide receiver while Josh Allen takes the snap. <laughs> what? What? The crowd goes wild as Mahomes makes an unbelievable... Yeah, I don't believe it. Makes an unbelievable catch for a first down and Allen shows off his cannon arm with an unexpected touchdown pass. Cheerleaders and mascots join in on the fun, engaging in an impromptu dance-off on the sidelines. <clears throat> ben, okay, do so... you swear down that you didn't add any points? What did you put in? What did you put into ChatGPT, Ben? Right. Read it out. So Read it out. Here's, here's, what I've been, here's what I've been finding recently. If mm. I ask them to make a prediction, they won't do it. If I say, do it just for fun... Ah, they'll okay. give me a prediction they take just for fun literally they've gone they've gone so they've said 38 38 at the end of regulation bloody hell i mean it's possible with the chiefs winning in overtime oh i might take that mm. i might take that well yeah well, so you're going to take that because mahomes is lining up as a wide receiver for the buffalo bills <laughs> exactly yeah and, for that exact insight and clearly chat gpt has been taking mushrooms <laughs> since <laughs> since we were on the show last week all right by the way uh, I mentioned uh, George in the Wednesday show. I asked George, uh, if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, which one of the NC show crew is most likely to get an interview with Taylor Swift? Right? <laughs> gave him the option. George didn't even blink, said me. Just want to oh. throw that out there. You both given us an option, I and Mike as well. Just straight away said, said me. Just I, I don't know how you feel about that. Just want to let that. It would be Mike. I think we all know it would be Mike. It would actually be, my, yeah, it's charm, and it would be, it would be, must watch. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Taylor Swift by uh, the authorities. All right, I'm gonna go on to my Drew Lock of the week, if that's all right. Because oh, you said there's another game you're looking at, and you're kind of weathered, yeah. right? I'm going for the Packers to cover against the Giants, which I know is maybe the prototype of a trap game. Propo is probably going to tell me that all the sharps are on the Giants. Giants off a bye, yeah. The Giants, Packers. Like it's the highest. It's the highest stock the Packers will ever have this season. They've yeah. just beaten the Chiefs in prime time. Yeah. Like they're in never the going to get them at a higher the point. Detroit Thanksgiving game, the three yeah. in a row. Of course, the Chargers yeah. before that. But they are they're on a roll, right? They and this this number interested me. So after not posting more than twenty points since their first two games of the year. They're now twenty three or more in the last three, mm-hmm. and it's against the teams they're playing, right? Charges, all right, but did in Detroit and Kansas City, two Super Bowl contenders. We've got to call them both that. They are both Super Bowl contenders. You off the buy the Giants. Also, you can run on the Packers. Of course, that's a risk. Oh, check the weather for me while I'm while I'm <laughs> while I'm spieling it because I haven't actually done that. But Saquon clear. top six in the NFL, we're clear. Good, all right. And the Packers have allowed. They're in the bottom three or four, I think, for rushing yards. So yeah, sure. And with Devito, because Devito is studying. What do you think about that call? So. Um, because obviously Tyrod Taylor's coming back from that rib injury. A lot of eyebrows raised about this. There was an interesting quote from Slayton, Darius Slayton, the receiver, 
they some reporter asked him about the difference between the two right quarterbacks and he said devito's got a, done a good job of finding his way quickly but it's impossible to close a gap of 12 years i think devito's done a great job tyrod's a professional so he kind of leveled out and went all diplomatic but he's basically saying why is this rookie when we got tyrod now maybe slayton's tight with tyrod i mean tyrod's been you know there for a while and you kind of get that the factions are built but it does seem strange that they're rolling with devito because they can't ben they can't possibly see him as a future can they no, but I think they want to see as much as they can. And if you're going to lose the games, you may as well lose them and learn something from it as well. Like maybe maybe this guy's going to be a backup. And if they keep losing, then they'll be drafting a quarterback anyway. I don't think there's... like They're not making the playoffs, right? We're confident of that. Mm-hmm. So... There's no need to put Tyrod Taylor in. Like, what? What do you? What do you gain from that? Maybe you. Maybe you win a couple more games than you do with Devito. But what does that get you? Absolutely nothing. It gets you a worse draft pick. I'm not saying they're tanking, but there's no point just like putting in veterans who we know enough about. They may as well learn something and lose. Mm. I guess. I guess so. I guess so. And I. I. I, I just. And I like the the Devito story. It's great, right? I mean, it's it's a lot of fun, and he's and he's grabbed. The opportunity with with both hands but yeah I, I thought it was a bit a bit of a head scratcher but he is gonna line up anyway uh against against the pack and the, we talked about the pack can be run on well the giants 26 defensive dvoa this offense is in rhythm now we've talked about the improvement of jordan love in the space of about five weeks from are we sure about this guy to yeah yeah he's off he's definitely our quarterback next season i think that's where that that narrative has gone and the and the Packers are, are very much in the playoff mix now uh, uh, with their record. So I think it's a comfortable win. I certainly think they cover the line. I know it's a trap game. I get all of that, but I think this will this will be straightforward enough for the Packers to cover. I'd take them even if it goes up to se- six and a half at the moment, right? Oh? Six and a half at the moment, yeah. I'd probably take them the magic number seven. I'd probably take them a little bit higher, a little little tick or something higher. But definitely, Drew Lock of the week six and a half. Ben, you must be, as a Bears fan, you must be so relieved and just so happy for all of the Packers fans. Like, God, they had to go 10 games without a quarterback. <laughs> I, I, Jordan Love, I, I'm i still not totally convinced. When I say totally what? convinced. No, okay, let me, let, me, let me explain. When I say not totally convinced, not that, oh, I don't think he's an NFL starter. I'm just not going to base his career on a few games. I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, we can ignore the bad games. And let's just look at the good games. Has he proved that he can be a starter in this league? Yeah, I think so. Has he proved that he's going to be an elite quarterback in this league? Mm, absolutely not. And the and the, the Packers were lucky enough to go from two elite future Hall of Famers by, by the time they you know hung up their cleats in in Favre and Rogers. He's obviously not following in that lineage. I'm saying obviously, but he obviously isn't. But he's. The, the quarterback situation in the NFC North is is a weird one. Mm-hmm. And if you had to bet who, out of all the teams right now in the NFC North, which quarterback was most likely to be starting for that team in five years' time, I think you'd say Jordan Love, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I, I think you would. I think you would. So, you know, and that counts for something. Um, I think you're right, though. I think the... Um, I think... The Packers should win this one comfortably. I'm worried. Ollie, Ben, I appreciate your endorsement. As we established at the top of the show, you are the hot hand on the show right now with, with Drew Locks. I'm a little bit worried that when I make a pick and Ollie does that, Ollie smile, smirk, like he knows something I don't. Oh, tell me if I'm No, no, no. But I don't. But to be honest with you, like years gone by, um, 
like it would be this would be a square pick it is a square pick at the end of the day like the money's just going to fly in on green bay who's going to bet the new york giants in this situation as i said as you said thanksgiving game against um the lions and then beating the chiefs on monday night football like you can't get two more public viewings of like dominance than that especially like i'm surprised it's under seven that's but that's because the bookies are laying it as a trap aren't they the bookies are laying as a trap it's also the giants off a buy it's at home it's in prime time but at the same time we have never this year the the public have been cleaning up like trap games yeah. haven't really been traps as much favorites are winning at a record rate usually it's always about the dogs it's always about the divisional dogs but this year it seems to have completely flipped and the bookies have been taking an absolute battering by the public money the public money is what's winning the majority of bets the, the pros aren't necessarily having that good of a year because they usually take the jets they'll take the jets the majority of the time they'll be taking the patriots the majority of the time they'll be taking all of these ugly teams but because of the standard of quarterback play because it's so low these teams haven't been able to compete whatsoever yes we saw it last night the, the patriots going up against the steelers but the steelers are a poor team in and of themselves so yes like years gone by now i'd be laughing at you and calling this a square pick but this season i and this is why i I'd probably argue i've struggled a little bit this year is but in terms of picking sides is because it hasn't been that obvious where you're looking at oh the public are over overestimating this situation because of what we saw last week and I can take advantage of that that hasn't been the case teams like the Packers will and going up against a team like the Giants as you said who have got DeVito as quarterback it might just be as easy as going do you know what the Packers are playing really well at the minute and the New York Giants are playing really badly at the minute with a bad quarterback the, the Green Bay Packers should win this game comfortably. Like it yeah. might be as simple as that. Whereas yeah, years yeah, gone yeah. by, it's the NFL. There's always bizarre things going on and it's never as simple as that. This year, it mm. kind of has been as simple as that. Yeah, fair point. Okay, all right. Well, that's my look. We've got chat GPTs. What about you two fellas? Who's going to go first, Ben? Yeah, let me let me go. Now, I've been criticized by Ollie in the past. Where I mean, there was a point where when I used to be making the picks um, on Talk Sport, he would complain... He said, you're just picking the teams you think are going to win. Which Pick your favorites. The teams I think are going to win. <laughs> yeah, and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. And when I was doing that, I was I was winning quite comfortably on that on that picks competition. Mm. Um and the other day, or the other like week, that, that just said, reminds me, sorry, Ben, of that great Brendan Burns line. Brendan Burns brilliant stand-up, one of the great stand-ups of his generation, crazily underrated. The uh, Brendan Burns said that he got heckled once with somebody saying, you're just on stage talking about stuff that you thought about and written down before the show. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> what stand-up comedy is. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, I, Ollie had said to me, oh, are you just going to pick against the Panthers each week because they're the worst team in the NFL? And I have not done that each week, but I'm doing it this week because they're the worst team in the NFL. And I think... Oh. I think the Saints, I think the Saints are going to be absolutely fine in this game. I like now, this pick. I like. I hate it. I, I now, hate see, it. And I don't. I don't think this is a get right game for the Saints because I don't think the Saints are going to get right. They they're not good. But five five and a half points, whatever it is, they're going to win. It. They're going to win by a touchdown. Like they're at home. It yeah. doesn't matter who the quarterback is going to be, even if it's not Carr, Jameis Winston. I don't think. I mean. I would say this game is going to be the fastest one done out of the early kickoffs. There's not going to be many passes thrown. I think it's going to be run, run, run. It's going to be low scoring. The Saints are going to win by by at least a touchdown. These Panthers are just horrible. And the, the Saints will feel like, well, we can still make the playoff, which they can. And they're fighting to save their coach's job. 
I think they're going to win it. I if think you they're find save their coach's seven. job all season, they are the worst red zone offense I've ever seen. Yeah. This, if this pick Panthers. wins, if this pick wins, then it literally is. But everything that I just said before this is completely and utterly but it's proven the, correct. It's the, it is the Panthers. I mean, we I know, know that that the is Saints. the worst team in the NFL. It's the Saints. The Panthers surely have to be good enough or at least competent enough to not lose comfortably to a New Orleans Saints team that beats themselves week in, week out. Like, they are embarrassing. Define comfortable. If I'm saying they're going to win by a touchdown, is that comfortable? It's still a one-score game. What's going to happen? You know what's going to happen in this. They're going to score just some meaningless last-minute field goal to cover like the spread, and it's just going to be like a six-point, oh, and you're, you're just oh, covering that, again. My yeah. dream is it's six nothing. It ends yeah, six nothing. It's six nothing, and it could end six nothing. But it's just Athletic. like this goes against everything that I believe when it comes to sports gambling because it is just like who are the Saints to be really laying five and a half points against any other professional team? I don't know. I I I think they're look. They're obviously not a good team. But I, I, they've Kamara's. Uh, there's just enough about him against his Panthers, this Panthers side, and it looks like Carr's going to start. Wins. If Winston was starting, I'd be obviously much more nah. worried about it. But he's just going to hand the ball off to Kamara anyway. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. I think Kamara has a big game against him. I, I, I like I, it. Takes Hill's injury doubt as well. All he's got. His oh no. Is, okay. I, All right, Ben. I'll, I'm I, with I, you. I, I like it. Let me make one announcement though, right? Because I've done poorly. On the in the DraftKings League, and I've not been winning money for Shelter, right? Yeah, okay, okay. So look, for all those people who've been following my picks yeah. and the yeah. raking not, in, not many. raking. Oh, your picks on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raking in the dough because they've been following my Drew Locks. Mm-hmm. Consider giving a little bit of money to Shelter to make up for my poor DFS performance. That's that, our, that's okay, the that's, that's the show charity. Please, if this one comes in and you bet on it, give Shelter a couple of quid. I'm okay, doing the opposite. Great. I've to make up for all of the people that I'm losing money for if they're following my Drew Logs, I'm winning money on DraftKings and donating that to Shelter. So I'm literally doing go. the direct yeah, opposite. The other way around. Um, oh, well, let's remind ourselves of the, of the numbers actually, the tally. So I think, am I above 500 now with the Rams pick? I think you are. So are you seven? You're seven and six. Seven and six. You're Benny, seven and, six, and I'm six and seven. You're six and seven. Okay. Yeah. And then Ben is six and one. Um, Chat GPT is, is like three and three. No, it's like three and four now, Ooh, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah, Chat right. GPT is sliding. He's um, okay. I now need, after just completely uh, criticizing Ben and his pick, even though I, I, I'm sure it will cover because of Ben's form right now, I have more faith in Ben than I do in the New Orleans Saints, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but Ben, I think I would be going with the Rams. I would be going with the over in this game because, but the weather scares me and it makes it hard to make a Drew Lock because it could change so much by Sunday and it could be completely horrendous. I was tempted by the over in the Colts-Bengals game because um, mm. of Jake Browning's performance, obviously, and how impressive yeah. he was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But happy with that one. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. Um, there's a funny, uh, I saw a funny record watch, which is uh, everyone's one of the most underplayed narratives going into this week is that Jake Browning's only 88,165 yards away from the all-time passing yards record against Tom Brady. <laughs> and he could break, and he could break that this Sunday and no one's really talking about it. So <laughs> I saw that, that. yeah, it's a great, great point. point. No one's really talking about it enough. Um, he, I was really impressed, but as will we discuss on the show all the time, backup quarterbacks, there can be, we can week on week off very like, there's a reason why they're backup quarterbacks. Yeah. I like the team total for the Colts in that. I think the Bengals defense has really been struggling this season. Without Cam Taylor Britt in the secondary, I think Gardner Minshew should be able to exploit uh, the backfield for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So I like the team total for the Colts in that. Ben, I'm, I'm going to take the Bears plus three and a half against the Lions at home. Do you, do you know what? Right. You are both is, kidding me. 
No, I no, no, no. I'm not saying I necessarily agree, right? But I've seen a lot of the Lions this season, and the Lions over the last month have not been the same team that they were earlier in the season. They like they they were given the when they played the Bears a few weeks back. They were given that game. The Bears yeah. somehow somehow lost it. Weird thing is as well, the Bears really threw away that game and yeah. really threw away the game against Denver, which mm-hmm. somehow they lost. If they'd won those. They were 500. This is not a 500-level team, which just shows you how bad the NFL is this year. But the defense is playing well, don't you think? Justin Fields is now essentially playing for his job, and they're letting him run the ball again, which I think is huge. And DJ Moore is the kind of wide receiver that complete could completely torch this line secondary. And Cole Komet, they don't struggle against tight ends. Cole Komet and DJ Moore are the two major weapons for this Bears team, and they both match up so well against the Lions. Just a few weeks ago, the Bears completely outplayed the Lions in Detroit and somehow yeah. lost it because they completely changed their play calling mm-hmm. in the last five minutes to be like, oh, oh, now we're scared, now we're winning. And the Lions were able to just do what they wanted. I I don't hate the pick. It's not one that I would personally make. This is one I would stay away from because mm-hmm. that line, it, it tempts me a little bit. It tempts me a little bit for the Bears. So I, I get I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I think I'm just taking it because I think, again, divisional underdog at home. We saw these teams play a couple of weeks ago and it was very close. As you said, the Bears could have won that game. So if you're going to hand me three and a half points above a field goal going into this, I'm, I'm going to take it. The weather seems to be fine, but I think that Justin Fields can have a big game. As I said, I think Justin Fields is essentially playing for his NFL career at this moment in time. And he's the kind of guy, as Ben will test to, who like in history, when it comes down to like those critical moments, usually delivers. He's a. Uh, are he's you worried someone... about? Are you worried? It feels ran ran all over them in the last game, right? And yet, it, it, since the injury, he that had nothing going in the passing game, right, Ben? So, are you not worried that it's they're just two one trick pony? The Lions will shut that down, and they won't have, they won't be able to execute a plan B. But they couldn't shut it down a few weeks ago. They only shut it down once the the Bears just started doing inside handoffs right up the yeah. gut to run down the clock with like seven minutes to go. Like it's. It's interesting. I, I was uh, the Lions was was my runner up in Drew Locke, so I'm totally opposed to this. I I like I like Detroit in this spot. I think I think they'll win it. But I the last two games the Bears have had, you've, they've what have they had seven interceptions. The defense, this yeah, defense, the, 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 and Goff is a turnover up. machine right now. Okay. And Gono and Goff's a turnover machine right now. Like this, I think people are underestimating this Chicago Bears defense. They they stopped the Jared Goff run of just incredible performances. They stopped the Josh Dobbs mania. Like, I think this Bears team is being slightly, slightly underappreciated. And it's not like Justin Fields is, everyone's thinking about early season Justin Fields. Like, Ben is still a big Justin Fields fan. We'll still stick with him to a certain extent. Yes, we've seen a a weaker year. But I still think that this Bears team is better than people are giving them credit for. All right, we're going to break. I I would agree. And I'm going to say, Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat has changed that defense far Mm. more than I thought. Mm. Oh, that noise you can hear is Jack Del Rio just just weeping into his whiskey at the Del Rio's bar that is going to be open very, very soon. Just finishing. He's picking out, picking out the uh, the color scheme and the wallpaper, and it's going to be open before Christmas. We're going to break. When we come back, we're going to have our Moneyline Acker Benz on duty for the Peterman Parlay. Thank God. Propos prop bets of the week as yeah. well. And then our FFS team of the week. So stay with us here on the NC Show. Welcome back to Fitzdez Edge Rush. The NC show you are locked in. We are week, what are we? Week 14? Week 14. Week yeah. 14, yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, week 14, we have made our Drew Locks, all four of us. That is me, Benny, Propo, and of course, ChatGPT. Time for our Peterman parlay, which Ben, 
is going to take the reins for. Now, Ben, of course, these are three underdog picks all rolled together in a three-team parlay. What are you uh, what are you saying? What do you know? What do you say? What do you, you know? Uh, this is this is a tough one. So um yeah. here is here are some underdogs that I like. I like the Eagles against the Cowboys. Um there I think it's three and a half point underdog. Nice. Which I think which I which I think is harsh. Um even with that, you're not worried about Hertz's injury at all? Oh, I am worried. I am worried. Yeah. But I still I still think I still think it's harsh. Okay. Um I think and this 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 feels like I I could be completely gone off the deep end here. I like the Seahawks to cover against the 49ers. They're Ooh. ten and a half ten and a half point underdogs. I don't think they're gonna number. win. Yeah. But I think I think they could I think they could make that a little bit a little bit closer. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um and I'm I'm kind of I'm tempted by the Raiders. They're giving up three at home to Minnesota. And you know, I'm I don't I don't fully trust the Vikings. I was I was starting to believe in them a few weeks ago. I don't trust the Raiders either, but <laughs> I don't fully trust that line. So those are my three. I can't say I feel super confident. No, but that's the Peterman Parley. I'm actually really but that's it. Ben, I'm really proud of you. That is really ugly. Like that's yeah. like that is I don't think you had that kind of those kind of picks in. Ugly. Yeah, like yeah. those are <laughs> those are really, really ugly. Yeah. I'm impressed, Ben. I am impressed. I'm usually a finesse pick guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah if yeah. I gotta get down and dirty, I could do it. Yeah, you no, can, I'm impressed. You can handle it. I'm like impressed. That, Propo might suggest that you might want to put the Rams in instead of one of those, I guess, if you like the Rams to cover against uh, the Ravens. But either way, we're gonna go with a hot hand. Ben Isaac's hot hand. So that's about just shy six to one over on Fitstairs. If you want to have some action there with our partners, Fitstairs, of course, the link is in the show notes. Uh, Fitstairs, if you have a, a pick that you can't see on Fitstairs, prop bet in particular, uh, just reach out to the live chat. They will price it up for you. Propos, prop bets coming mm. next. Which way are we looking, bud? So again, going off my Drew Lock, uh, I think this number's way too low. Justin Fields over 10 and a half rushing attempts. Like, I don't think that they're taking into account that they're going back to basics with Justin Fields and letting him run the ball as much as um, he was sort of last season. Earlier on, everyone's getting frustrated with how little he was running the ball. I think they've gone back to basics with it. His last two games, he's had 18 and 12 carries. He's back to doing what he does best. So over 10 and a half, I think is simply too low going up against this Lions team in a must-win game for the Bears. And also divisional game and I've said it before he's he's essentially playing for his job uh, the next one is I've actually got two picks for when the uh, lights are bright the stars will shine oh, I gosh. got taken down on Twitter for this by someone who said Dude. how does it apply I can't remember what their I name is but there was a comment and said how does it how does this work when it's the Vikings versus the Bears which I agreed with to a certain <laughs> extent because there are no stars so the lights can't shine. But uh, Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions. I spoke about it earlier. Matt Milano out. Mm. That's pretty much the only reason why I'm taking this. Patrick Mahomes been suffering with drops all season long. In a critical game like this, going up against the Bills, he's going to go back to basics with Travis Kelsey. So I like this one. And then the other one, it goes against your Drew Locknap, but I think this is purely based on the fact that he is the Giants offense. I like Saquon Barkley over 93 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined. I just think that if they're going to get anything going in this game, it's going to be Saquon Barkley. The Packers slightly weaker at stopping the run than they are stopping the pass. And I think that they're just going to give the ball to Barkley as much as they can. Packers, one of the weakest teams when it comes to tackling, they miss more tackles than most teams in the NFL. And I think that lends its hand to Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley hasn't had many opportunities to shine in this league so far. And I think he's actually gone under the radar with how well he's played considering he had a slight 
slightly poor season last year. And I think that this is all about Saquon Barkley if the Giants can be able to get anything going in this game. So I like him to go over 93 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined. Love that. Those are probably prop bets. Right. We better rattle on because we've got to pick our money line treble and then our DraftKings team of the week for our listener league. So what are we looking at for the money line treble? Proper, have you put the treble together or are we gonna are we gonna decide it now? I think we decide it now together. Um right. I think in terms of it's a difficult one. I'd say I was just looking at it. This is actually a little bit more difficult than I was thinking. I mean, you can put the Green Bay Packers in there straight up. I don't know how the New York Giants come away with a victory. Yeah. In this one, I don't think you're going to get any juice off the Dolphins because they're 13 point uh, favorites. Eight to one on. Uh, what about the Cowboys straight up? I know Benny likes the. the I, I like the yeah. Cowboys straight up. Yeah, I'll be I honest. Do. I like the Cowboys straight up. How do we feel disagree. about Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs treble? Oh, I was going to say yeah. Chargers. Ooh, you want to go Chargers? Well, Benny, you are. Ben, that is ugly, Ben. Like, I'm like proud that. of like you. That. I don't like I don't I like am proud Chargers, of you, Ben. I like it can... just because of how okay. ugly that is. I got turned last week by the. By the six nothing win. Yeah, and we're recording the video for this. And by the way, our YouTube channel, the NC Show, go over there and uh, subscribe to us. You'll get all the videos just dropped in automatically. When we're recording the video, I'm not having any piece that you guys can record the money line treble video. <laughs> I'm washing. I'm officially washing my hands of that treble um, because I like the Broncos in that spot. But no, in all seriousness, that looks good. That is a yeah two and change to one. That so hold on, what? So what? So what is it? The ch- Chargers, the Cowboys, and the Packers. Oh, geez, that is a that is a risk. If that comes off, then yeah, pretty impressive. But that's tough. Oh, yeah, that is tough. If you if you want to take the Chargers out and put the 49ers in, that's evens. By the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we do that then? Should we do that? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm on board. Sorry, buddy. It was a good idea. That, no, it's fine. It's fine. Cowboys and Giants. Yeah. And Packers. Yeah. I like that. All right. Done. That is our Monday night treble. Uh, right. Let's wrap up the show with our DraftKings team of the week. Now I'm in the, uh, I'm in the seat here, but you feel free to veto, veto any of these picks. If you want some of these names have come up already, right. Uh, in, in terms of the, uh, the games we talked about or players we talked about leading off with, how did I refer to him? The turnover machine that is Jared Goff is my quarterback. No, but I like, I said, I like Detroit comfortably in this spot. And I think he's going to get back. In the groove, I think the, the Lions offense will as well. I like Detroit in this spot. And for 6-4, because I'm spending money elsewhere, Jared Goff's my quarterback against Chicago. Now, we also mentioned Alvin Kamara, two touchdowns last week. I think he hits the red zone again against Carolina. Ben loves the Saints in this spot, right? So do I. Propos disgusted with that. But 8-2, Kamara all the way. Bargain. Racking up a lot of fantasy points. Thank you very much. Um, Bijan Robinson, Tampa Bay, uh, in Atlanta, I mean, God knows what's going to happen with the South, but I kind of feel that Bijan is a player that could determine that by having a late season role, and I think he can uh, he can pick up some changes even uh, against this tough old Tampa Bay uh, ground game. But I think Atlanta are going to lean on the rock quite a lot. Tyler Lockett at five six is just that dice roll, right? And if Ben thinks the the Seahawks can keep it, you know, within the spread. Lockett, as we know, is just a fantasy roll of the dice, the high ceiling, five, six, boom or bust kind of player. And I need a few of those. Um, I've gone for Rache Rice as one of my other receivers. We figured there's going to be a fair amount of points. Oh, I know you were saying maybe the under is the play in the Buffalo Kansas City game, mm. but uh Rice at five four, Mahomes, well, he looks to take Kelsey out of it and he looks to one of 14 receivers every week but Rice seems to be amongst his favorites and 
Uh, I, I like the the scoring threat there. Speaking of favorite receivers, Cortland Sutton. I mean, this is just Russ's go-to guy, right? And even though Ben thinks the Chargers are going to take the, the Broncos, 6-1 Sutton. Our position ranked 27th in today, the Chargers in fantasy points terms. So like that. How do we feel about K. Dotton at 3,100, fellas? I don't mind that. I think if there's going to be uh, any opportunity for offense in that game, I, I do like the receivers because I think the secondaries are definitely weaker than the run defenses in that. So, yeah, I don't mind K. Dotton there at all. K. Dotton, I like price, especially. That, exactly. I thought was that, that was a bit of a steal. And Devin Singletary, you know, one of my favorite players that I want to see push on to the top level. And he's starting to get some stuff rolling with Houston. I think with their injuries, in the receiving core as well, up against a tough Jets D, it's a tough out. I think Singletary could make some hay against the Jets. Five seven for Singletary, that felt like decent value as well. And it left me three grand for the Cleveland Browns defense up against CJ Beathard, probably right. I mean, come on, that's a decent decent number for the Browns as well. So there you go. Uh, just to recap: Goff, Kamara, Robinson, Lockett, Rice, Sutton, Otten, Singletary, and the Browns defense. I'm submitting it. Any money we make goes to shelter. Any money you make, well, goes to whatever you want it to go to. Uh, there we go. Into the NC Show Listener League. All, all the country. We never enter the USA Sports one, do we? Because we don't want to. We don't want the, the merch. We want the merch to go elsewhere. That one always gets filled up quickly. So you got to get in early. If you click on the links, you'll automatically subscribe to the league, and then you'll get notifications of the contests as and when they go live. Because I think a few of you will be messaging saying, "Oh, the the uh, USA Sports." league is always full well you got to get in in early like propo does with his bets right always gets in on monday and takes a look at it so that's the way to play it how confident are we feeling about the team fellas reasonably i've 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 realized my judgment on these things is perhaps not to be trusted yeah i'm true. i'm that guy who really enjoys playing dfs each week and does really badly at it each week but each week because each week's a fresh start yeah. I can have that blank slate, which have is what I hope. like about That's it. the hope that kills us. Right, we're going to get out of Dodge. Uh, we will be back Monday, me and I and Mike. Asmir Begovic on the show next week. Looking forward to to Asmir, as I know you are, Propo, as the Stokes City fan. No, he's, he's Stokes been Stokes vetoed because they beat us last week. Ah, uh, right. Oh, is he not coming on the show then? Or no, he's not, not, he's not allowed on the show. No, no, he will come on the show, but I'm going to mute him. Any mention of QPR or Stoke is muted. Oh, I'm going to really st- I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. stoke that up. See what I did there? Stoker in a crisis. I mean, I mean, let's not. That's a whole other podcast. I don't want to oh, get God. started. Well, I've got. I want an off-season Stoke crisis podcast with proper. Uh, so Asmir's around. We're back, of course, next week as well. For more Edge Rush if you are going to have any action uh, on the action, then Fitstairs is the place to do it. But be responsible. Gambleaware.org. You know the job by now, gang. And best of luck with your daily fantasy teams as well, fellas. Take care. See ya. See ya. Podcast Network.